Hello, movie dopers. I'm Brian. And I'm Brad. And today we are starting over this whole podcast and it's taking on a whole new format, which is reviewing movies old, new, from the U.S. where we're based to everywhere else in the world. I got a few titles from India I definitely want to be tackling, but welcome. Uh, This is a spoiler free and spoiler filled review. Basically, we're going to go two, three minutes in the beginning and talk about this movie, our thoughts, so that if you want to dip in and get some quick thoughts to make you decide whether you want to watch a movie or not, you can jump in, hear the spoiler free review, hear the movies are dope rating system that we both land on. And our opinions could be different. Uh, and then dip out if you haven't seen it. If you have not seen Blade Runner 24 and want to, there's going to be an affiliate link in the description so you can go get it and check it out if that's something you want to do. But uh, Brad, this is a new movie for you that you watched in the it was. last it was. week. Yeah. And with, without going into spoilers, I had to watch it twice. Mm. This was my second time watching it. I saw it in the theaters the first time. So this is a follow-up um, to Blade Runner, the original, and then yeah. Blade Runner Final Cut, which I think is the exact same thing, just re, recut, yeah. remastered, re, redone a little bit, like the it, Zack Schneider cut. Yeah, there's there's some YouTube videos that describe help break down what the four... I think there's four different versions of the movie and okay i only knew the, two so that's bad <laughs> yeah no no it's fine this is the, that was the only version i had ever watched the the uh final cut or whatever it's called but uh yeah apparently the originals had certain gems like the n-word casually dropped and also forced narration like the studio forced narration from harrison ford and harrison ford intentionally shit the bed with the narration with the intention of having them chicken out of using it spoiler alert they did not chicken out and (laughs) is that like listening to the director commentary while watching a movie just with harrison ford no worse apparently it's like fantastic it it would be like if somebody had okay we're (laughs) good we need to get into our spoiler free review really quick but let's say if the line is it was a, a hot summer morning harrison ford's uh reading would be it was a hot summer morning and he like he really tried to shit the bed and he succeeded but they just didn't care anyway man anyway this seems an appropriate movie to review because dune recently came out on um hbo max dune part one uh you were kind enough to tell me dune part two Got yep. greenlit. Green, greenlit. Yep, yep, yep. And both are from the masterful director Denis Villeneuve. Um, Blade Runner twenty four to nine. That is. And uh, he seems like a pretty interesting guy. Yeah, he seems nice. A little. Uh, he, he, he he. Without going too far, I mean he he definitely has his own style about things. Hmm. I, I definitely noticed watching some of his movies. He definitely definitely has his own style. Yeah. And I, I've seen you've seen Sicario, I assume, because you mm-hmm, bought the I sequel. Have. I've seen Prisoners. I've seen 
Blade Runner 2049 and Dune Part 1. I think that's all the ones I've seen of his. But what? Uh, um, Enemy. There's another one, Enemy. Oh, I haven't seen that. And then, so I've seen that one. That one is with, who was it? There wasn't Jake Gyllenhaal, where he plays two people. He, oh, he play, yeah. I think I saw that poster. I didn't know that it was from Denis Villeneuve. Yep, and then he had another one too um, that I didn't write down. Um, it was like his his masterpiece before he became before he really broke out and became a name. I think it was like Blue Velvet or something like that. It was there was another one like that kind of set him off into the into the stratosphere. Oh, okay, Blue Velvet or just yeah. director. Oh wait, no. Blue Velvet was David Lynch. Um, what's what was, there was another one. Okay, um, but really quickly before we go over to our rating and stuff, what did you think? Spoiler-free review of this one, and you have not seen the original Blade Runner, right? I, I have not seen the original one. Um, so I watched it the first time, understood enough to understand the movie, mm. but. Um, Polytechnic, by the way, is the movie. I just looked it up. Gotcha. Um, I understand the movie enough to understand it and enjoy it, but I went back, looked at like a synopsis of the first movie because um, there was a, there's some parts towards the end that I just didn't understand. Um, and then I watched a second time after reading a kind of a short synopsis of the first one. And I was like, oh, okay. Rewatched it and it made made way more sense. Um, in my opinion, but yeah, to be fair, uh, to Brad, I said that I kind of, it was up to him ultimately, but I would be excited to see what his thoughts would be if he went in blind without the original. Cause spoiler alert for whenever we review the original Blade Runner, I don't know why I've, I've both times I've seen the original. I was just bored. I don't know why I'll try it again. <laughs> Third time might be the charm. Maybe but, yeah, but this one captivated me in a way that basically the impression that I had from everyone's love of the original that's what this one delivered for me um okay. the original without again without going into too much spoilers, has some controversy in it that people either loved or hated um about how how the movie ends and the questions that the movie asks. Because part of one of, one of um, Dennis, well, how, do you, how do you pronounce his last name? Denis Villeneuve. Del, yeah, that does not look like okay, but I'll go with it. <laughs> um, one of his one of his things is he he likes like human trauma slash like human identity. Um, it's kind of like one of his like main sticking points in most of his movies. Even Enemy, where um, I think, like I said, Jake Gyllenhaal or whoever it is plays the same person but in two different forms, kind of like like a fight club thing. Oh, wait, this movie had controversy of how it ended? No, the, the original, original? Okay. the original Blade Runner okay. um, on how it ended and the questions that it asked. Um, so people either loved it, hated it, and they kind of argue about Harrison Ford's character. Gotcha. Boom, well, boom, boom. Did that without spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get, we can d- dive deeper into that when we review the original one, if we end up doing that, but before we give our ratings for this one, what are your non-spoiler thoughts about this? Um, it's interesting. It's a well thought out movie. It 
makes you ask a lot of questions. Like I said, um, one of the director's things, there's human identity and human trauma um, and kind of, you know, finding out who you are in the world kind of thing. That's part of his, his stick. Um, he even shows it a little bit in Dune. Um, so it's one of those movies you'll probably need to watch a couple times to really enjoy everything. Um, I would recommend at least a second watching just to make sure you catch everything. Cause there's going to be some things that are going to be whiz right by and you'll catch it at the end. And you'd be like, Oh, that makes more sense now. And it is so interesting that that is true. Considering that the, I would say the pace of the movie is the most, how do I say this without making it sound horribly boring? It's like the most captivating snails pace. <laughs> but, it, but it keeps at a consistent pace. It's not like yeah. action, like hardcore action, blah, 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 blah. And then you're just like yeah. 45 minutes of drawn out nothingness. No, yeah, totally. At least, at least at least it's it's consistent and it moves the story. It's not, yeah. not sitting sitting watching a guy paint a wall for three hours for no reason. <laughs> now that I'm thinking of it, it might actually be a benefit that it's so slow and steady wins the race in terms of hiding those clues yes because i feel like if it was quick paced like quick cuts all the time we'd we'd be trying to pay attention more and not just let some of it go feeling the vibe like the vibe the vibe of the movie was a big thing for me by the way if anyone has watched it i actually recorded a full-length reaction that i'm putting on patreon uh that links in the description but if you wanted to watch along, but man, the vibe of this movie, I was just left talking like this, like just so like I had been given a two and a half hour massage. Jared Leto really did it to you, didn't he? No, he's, (laughs) he's not in this film. Barely. I don't think he's in this film. I don't think so. That's a testament to the film that I, I I've told Brad. I'm cautiously, I'm, I'm I keep Jared Leto at an arm's length ever since uh, James Gunn once tweeted, like however many years ago, that implied that he kind of DMs underage girls. At never mentioned ever again. No one else has ever mentioned it. I can't. It's not an actual accusation. That's like something where I would be like. Fuck him forever. But you know, after hearing that, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, maybe maybe be cautious. Maybe, maybe a follow-up little... tweet would yeah. be good. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> um either uh oh yeah, never mind. I that was uh I heard that, but it was wrong. Or let's let's talk about it further. Yeah, um let's, let's make this a discussion. Yeah, I'm going to see Morbius eventually, but it's definitely going to be through Netflix DVD. Let's just say. <laughs> uh, all right. So recommend? No? Uh, yeah, I'd recommend it. I'd, I'd give it a if you're if you're into that sci fi um, thoughtful kind of movies, um, Christopher Nolan ask Christopher Nolan light. Um, yeah, definitely. I would definitely say watch it. Hmm. that's interesting to phrase it as christopher nolan light because i i could definitely see that as like a maybe if you took inception and 
tone down the action a little bit. Okay. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Is that what you're going for by saying um, that? Yeah. I mean, there's Christopher Nolan's, his thought provoking movies are just off the chain. <laughs> um, Memento is the first one that comes to my head when you said Christopher mm-hmm. Nolan. So, I mean, that right there is um, a testament to how, how good of a job he does with some of those movies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, take, take Inception, tone down the outright action. There's still action in this movie, but turn it down. Um, and man, and, does the does the action make an impact sometimes? Yeah. <sighs> um, so yeah, definitely recommend it. Um, I'd go in the I believe it's the skunk tier, the second from the top. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, I would oh, say yeah. I, I would say this is probably a movie you're gonna want to you're gonna want to watch a second time. You're gonna watch this movie and be like, okay, let's watch this a second time. Maybe not right away, but you'll want to watch it a second time to catch everything. All right, so I'll explain the ranking system in a little bit, but what I would what I would say if you want to figure out if you should check it out or not is if you've seen Dune Part 1 and you were like me and you were like, "Wow, that was captivating." However, it feels like exactly one half of a movie and I want the rest of it. Um then I'd say check this out cuz this is the whole meal. Does that sound fair? Yes. It's more of a complete movie versus part one of a movie. Yeah. And obviously more, more complete. And obviously the whole story won't take over five hours, which Dune will. And you don't have to wait two or three more years to get part two. Um, Okay. So let's get into the rating uh, system just before we get into the spoiler review. So, the lowest rating a movie can get at this point is poison. You'll, you may have noticed that there's an emoji in uh, one or two emojis in the title. Uh, I'm actually just always going to do two emojis. Never mind. One for me and one for the guest uh, in case it switches up. So the lowest ranking can be poison, and that's a needle emoji. And that basically means it's, it failed. On every don't, level, don't piece of shit. Don't even, don't away. even, don't even listen to the podcast review. Don't waste your time <laughs> unless you uh, want to laugh. <laughs> unless you want to, like, maybe find out if it's a movie that you should watch while drunk and then just shit all over it. Um, Science Mystery Theater three thousand kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> so sc- poison. I don't have any. Um, I don't have an example off the top of my head. Skunky is like this is bad. This is this this would not this is not necessarily worth your time. Um, there's probably some good moments in it, uh, but I would guess Skunky would probably be more like Transformers Two, where like yeah you'll chuckle, you'll laugh, there'll be some whiz bang, but at the end of it you're like mm, that would have been a lot more fun drunk. Um, I'm glad I watched this movie. Now I'm never doing it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, joint is like, ooh, hit the spot. What a, mm, that was a good hit. Uh, I think it's a little unfair to this movie that I'm going to use as an example because I think it's a little better than just a joint. But Iron Man 1, I would say, is a joint. Like, mm, you got just what you wanted. That, like, it's don't, enjoy- don't, don't Don't go too deep. Yeah, but it's enjoyable. You're not going to rethink anything about life or the meaning of anything. <laughs> You're just going in, 
have fun. It's well done. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, all of these are drug related because it's movies are dope. <laughs> Forgot to mention that. Uh, Mushroom is like, ooh, babe. Like, that's a movie you're going to recommend as soon as you get out of the theater. Um, I don't, I have no idea what, I don't have a, actually, this would be a mushroom for me. This would be a like a that, that, yeah mushroom second from the top yeah I yeah. had the order backwards oh okay okay yeah yeah um yeah how you were talking about it you went skunky I was like oh no let me oh, no. elaborate on the ratings because whoa <laughs> um and then ayahuasca is like the rarest of rare films that maybe it it, it might just be personal but it's something that really really fucking hits deep and for me that an example would be blind spotting watched it once immediately it was my favorite movie i told so many one of uh, the co-hosts of i love you 3000 reviews um holly i met her on twitter because i was raving about blind spotting and she responded how she was all she had always been nervous to watch it and we promised each other she would watch blind spotting and I would finally watch 12 years of slave, which for the same reason, we were both nervous to watch it. So that's ayahuasca for me uh, by the ring. I off the top of my head, Mm -hmm. um, I would probably put the pianist in that, that, that rating scale in in ayahuasca, just because of how much it affected me personally after watching the movie. Like I was mentally messed up for, for quite a while several days of just like nonstop, my head was nonstop running through that movie um that's interesting i think i saw it when i was like 14 15 and i liked it but i should i should rewatch it based yeah on that. It, it, yeah mentally it had me pretty messed up and just the series of events that that guy has to go through based yeah. on a true story yeah. so yeah he, here's one that everyone will understand ayahuasca is probably what the original Star Wars movie was to Eric Foreman on that 70s show. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but that took a way way sharper turn than I thought I was going to I I know, but like there are so many filmmakers who like Star Wars was such a hit because it blew so many people's minds. Mm -hmm. Just shattered their preconceptions or really just meant like and ended up meaning so fucking much to them and stayed with them in their heart for the rest of their lives so for eric if i was asking eric foreman in the first episode of that 70s show or whenever they saw star wars he would say star wars was ayahuasca um so those are the ratings and now that's the rating system i'll tldr it if i ever explain it again or i'll just say the explanations in the description but sir what is your uh, your rating for this movie? Mushroom. Yes. Mushroom mushroom for me as well. Surprise surprisingly mushroom. I'll I'll give it that. Surprisingly. When I first saw it, I was a little skeptical. Um I mean Ryan Gosling, not a big Ryan Gosling person. Um but yeah, surprisingly, yeah, mushroom. Yeah, for me, uh, Ryan Gosling is either bullseye or <laughs> eh, yeah, this is a fine film. Like you, for me, it's it's either bullseye or 
the guy threw the dart and ended up on the pool table somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Here are the three movies off the top of my head that I think Ryan Gosling is a perfect puzzle piece or he fits perfectly into it. Blade Runner 2049, La La Land, and Lars is the Real Girl. And now I got to add Lars is the Real Girl because that is definitely an underrated, or Lars and the Real Girl. Um, Lars and the Real Girl is a lot like, uh, in, in feel for me, like a Dan in real life. Okay. If anyone's seen either. But, I've uh, seen Dan in real life. But and La La Land's on my list of movies that I need to see. I, I own a copy of it. Ironically, since Dan in Real Life has um, Steve Carell, the one movie that I I think is not as good as everybody says <laughs> is uh, the one with Ryan Gosling and Steve Carell and Emma Stone and uh, oh, oh uh, I don't know. Um, but anyway. Uh, Ryan Gosling, Steve Carell. I don't know why I'm looking. Did that Google search in IMDb? Because that didn't bring up anything. Probably not. Because <laughs> IMDb doesn't work like Google. Uh, Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. With, um, oh, wait. Now I need to go back to IMDb. Crazy Stupid Love. I'm trying to make this entertaining. Uh, but I feel really bad that the villain of uh, Kingsman, the Golden Circle—I've forgotten her name—which is a crime. Julianne Moore. That was a that was it was a fine movie. It was fine. Yeah, at least for me. But uh, a lot of people gave it a lot. I think this was around the time of pickup artists. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that was hit big. Yeah, and you just hit it at the wrong time. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's our uh, rating mushrooms. Would so you the, like to lead the way into spoilers since you have a lot of notes? Lots or, of notes, or you have an infinite number more notes than I do because yes. I have zero. Oh, well, I didn't really write a whole lot about the plot or anything like that, but I mean, we can kind of stumble through it. Okay. Um, spoilers, right. yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> turn back now, three, two, uh, one. Tur- turn your time turner 12 times. Yep, if you want to watch this movie, pause it. We'll be here. Oh, yeah, yep. And the, I, don't, I don't know if I mentioned, but the video version of this review will be on Patreon as well. Ooh. But, sir, lead the way. You can see uh, Brad Schmexy. Schmexy, my suntan I got today. I wasn't sure if it was the camera. No, I was outside, so yeah, got infinitely more tan. Mm. Um, uh, this movie opens up with Ryan Gosling, um, that we find out is a replicant, replicant hunter who is hunting down the older version of the replicants, um, that more or less revolted <laughs> kind of um so you they give you a little like a i don't want to say star wars-esque intro to it but they kind of give you like a mm, kind of like a little definition of replicants and stuff like that which was kind of interesting yeah. when i first read that the first time i was super confused 
um, not knowing the previous movie. But you see him kind of land his car, walk into an empty house, and all of a sudden, Batista starts. You see a scene with Batista farming or doing something. Yeah, walks into his house and they rumble. <laughs> By the way, I think the first time I watched it, I think I walked in late because I completely did not have that scene when I saw it in the theater. Which which scene? The uh, Dave Batista. Oh, well, completely. I after I left, I was like, I thought Dave Batista was in this. I saw one clip of him later in the movie, but that's really all that was there. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they rumble pretty good through the house, dude. Yeah, I mean, he Dave Batista pushes uh, Ryan Gosling through a wall. <laughs> I was watching all the special features showing that. Um, yeah, yeah, and then you find out that um, after Ryan Gosling kind of knocks him out, that all of these replicants have ID numbers under their left, the lower part of their left eye that he has to scan, and then he steals his eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> vibes such good vibes yeah just randomly steals Dave Batista's eyeball <laughs> um calls into his police department which I believe is LA LA police department yeah um they run it through the system find out that he's got other people that work with them or work closely around him so he's sent out to go find those guys um and the reason why this whole story in the beginning is because while he's there, um, he has a little floating floating camera that kind of follows around a little bit. Um, he notices that there is a flower on a tr- on a dead tree, a relatively fresh flower, yeah, um, which is assumed to be pretty rare because everything around um, his farm area is dead except for was it like maggots that he was farming protein protein farming or something? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. I mean, at, at when everything's dead, what are you, what are you going to do? Yeah, you know? he had been a farmer for almost like, what is it, 29 years, years or something? Oh, was it that long even? I, re- I remember that it was 29 because the daughter was 30 and it was so close to being the same uh, same amount of time. Hmm. Yeah. Which, which made sense considering what they ended up finding because of the scan. Right which is a box of bones. Um, he also notices that there was a date on the tree that was carved in the tree. 61021 or 61022 or something like that. Um, the exact date I don't think is super relevant. Just know that it's uh, a specific date. 61022, the day COVID was finally beaten. <laughs> I don't know probably. if that was the actual date. <laughs> yeah, probably that not. Down. I have finger, um, I, fingers crossed. Yeah, I know it was six ten. I just don't remember the year. I don't remember if it was twenty two, um, but yeah, probably pretty close. I mean, twenty forty nine. Um, the bones are believed to be a the bones bone remains of a child. Um, uh, wait, was that the bone remains of a child or the bone remains of the mother? Thought, see, I thought it was a child. Maybe no. It was. See, it was. It was it was the mother that we're in spoilers. So it was the mother yeah, yeah. that the woman who was recreated to uh, walk to Harrison Ford and he goes like her eyes were green or something. And then she gets taken Capped. out in the background. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was the mother. Hmm. 
See, see, I thought it was the daughter because I thought that was one of the puzzle pieces because like you're supposed to believe um, that Ryan Gosling is the main character. Spoiler, he's not. Um, he's just the puzzle piece that kind of leads Boy. you through this story. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, it's it's the mother and they, uh, he, she, Robin Wright's character sends Ryan Gosling on a search for this child because if it's if the child is found who is born nearly 30 years ago then the idea or the proof that a replicant could have a child would devolve the world into madness um it, I so mean, that's that's why ryan gosling partway through thinks he might be the child and you're you're led to believe that he is the child based on the clues that are as you know his open memories and, yeah all the clues that the the director gives us mm. makes it i i mean i thought while watching this the first time i was like "Ooh, he is the thing he is the child and then it right? started becoming more and then he started becoming more and more obvious and that's when i started backtracking like oh man this is this is either the world's dumbest movie where they just lay out the the entire movie in front of you in the first half hour or I'm, <laughs> I need to backtrack my thinking. Yeah, but, you but, were you were much better than I was on the first watch. I was like, it was devastating when I found when I found out it was not him. See, I was as soon as it started becoming too obvious, I was like, uh oh, I'm missing something. Like, <laughs> I did like the Scooby Doo shuffle backwards, like trying to like, no, 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 no. This is either the dumbest movie ever, or I'm they're leading me down the path that they want to lead me down. Yeah. And I was hook, line, and sinker halfway through. Um, once it started becoming super obvious, um, the memories, him crying over the memories and stuff like that, it was kind of that was that was kind of the turning point, like mm, they're they're leading me down this path, and I don't I don't think I want to go down this path because I think it's the path they want me to go down. <laughs> I'm one of those people that like even in video games, like there's a there's a nice hallway mm. and there's a hallway with a bunch of enemies. I'm gonna go down the hallway with a bunch of enemies because clearly you don't want me down there. <laughs> There's so some... should we trust about these inherent or talk about these inherent trust issues? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't have a uh, couch to lay on or. Hey, neither did Ted. Yeah. He, well, he did. He chose, he laid on it for half a second. I fucking then... knew you were going to say that. I was like, I should probably close up this, uh, this plot hole to what I'm about to say. Ah, forget. Ah. <laughs> Diamond dogs. <laughs> Fantastic TV show. I've never seen it. Go see it. Apple Ad TV Lasso. Plus. Hmm. I, it is worth Apple TV Plus. That TV show. Yeah. I, anyway, I'm yeah. this close to asking Ryan uh, from Granny Shift and that amazing T-shirt that you got on uh, of to make a diamond dogs of ted lasso <laughs> thumbnail <laughs> um so it's finding this child becomes such a big deal to everybody including kind of the pseudo bad character jared leto um because he's kind of doing the same thing um it's not really clear if he's a replicant or a human although he does have like a microchip um, that can read certain like keyboard keys. I think I didn't read Japanese to know what those keyboard keys said, but it, that's what it looked like. I was like, is that a keyboard key that they just stuck to the back of his neck? 
Yeah, the uh, I don't remember about the keyboard keys stuck to the back of his neck, but the best way I could describe Jared Leto is he is 95% Elon Musk, 5% Jeff Bezos. Um, where he's like, he's got an ego. Both of them do. Okay. Elon Musk wants to save the world. And then Jeff Bezos wants all the credit, but it might need to be 90%, 10%. Cause you know, I can't imagine Elon Musk being willing to kill (laughs) to, uh, (laughs) to achieve his goal. I could totally, man, I believe if someone, if it came out tomorrow that every night Jeff Bezos eats a homeless person, I'd be like, not even surprising. Yep. He, not he even. Tips, he we finally got something hat. to put his but put him behind bars. Can we do that now? Not even surprised. One second. Horrifying. Let's stop it. Let's get it. Um he's got he wears his cowboy hat that he stepped out of um the space shuttle with <laughs> his, his penis rocket and uh <laughs> yeah, his cowboy so hat. That that's how I would describe Jared Leto's character is 90% like because he does say, I saved the world. And from every, I mean, as far as we can tell, I mean, accurate. Every, every bad guy is a good guy to somebody. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> you hearing phantom noises again? Something banged off my house, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I, yeah. I thought I heard a, a dog bark. Yeah, that was my dog barked after the bang on the side of the house. That's why I looked like my window was kind of open, kind of not. You want to peek through that window for the, for the, uh what is it michael myers reveal no no i'm good (laughs) i don't don't do horror movies for a reason (laughs) you should do the final girls that is a great horror ish it's like a if Shaun of the dead is a comedy horror uh the final girls is like a horror is a funny horror deconstruction and it is it's got such a heart at the center of it um we're we're recording this just after halloween um Mm -hmm. i'm doing a list of the top 100 movies um that my wife that my wife and i are watching and psycho is on there so we watched psycho albert (laughs) hitchcock's version of it i've never watched psycho Uh, it doesn't hold up it's suspenseful but it compared to like nowadays horror movies it's yeah gotcha but it is the highest rated um, horror movie on IMDb at like 85 or something like that. I'm going to say it now so that we can remember it later, but I had the idea that this podcast could eventually be changed into like one of those 100 movies to watch things. Yep. And if I don't know how you actually make those, I'm sure it'd be super easy since they're like what 15 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Um, You You get to scratch off everything when you're done. Yeah, we could have a movies or dope uh uh themed one. You could you could scratch off the scratchers and then sniff it like cocaine. Yeah. Not recommended, but not, not as destructive as cocaine. I'm not, I'm not a physician, but uh <laughs> don't take my word for it anyway. Healthy theoretically healthier than a debilitating destructive coke addiction. Theoretically. But not confirmed. Yeah. Um no studies have been have found either, either way. Yeah, might be made of, might be made of Teflon. Don't know cuz I didn't google it. 
Um, uh, all right. What else? What else about the movie? Um, would you like to say? So we talked about Jared Leto. Jared Leto is also trying to um, have babies, uh, have replicant babies. He doesn't yeah, like he, in like it was like a giant bag. <laughs> it, was, it was super weird. And then they like cut the yeah. bottom of the bag and just falls out the bottom. And it's like a it's like a it's like one of those baby giraffes that just can't walk right away and just kind of like topples over itself. Yeah. It was, too. So he's he's in the business of trying to clone replicant or trying to breed replicants, which yeah. is in, in this movie, like the last separation between replicants and human beings. It's kind of like that last the last hope. Yeah. I mean, they cool. have cognitive function. They have, you know, ability to make decisions, blah, blah, blah. But breeding is like the last step between, which is why this is such a big deal in this movie. Yeah, as far as I could tell, um, to bring it back to the uh, comparing him to Elon Musk, it sounds like, let me rephrase that, Uh, electric vehicles need to find a different way to hold the energy because the uh, material that makes up lithium lithium ion batteries, which are put in phone, cell phones, cell phones and electric cars, apparently is on pace to completely run out by 2040 or 2080 or something like that. And I believe that there's a one-to-one comparison to be made with being able to make replicants. They're running out of, they can't make them, either they can't make them fast enough, I can't remember, or they're running out of the materials to make them. So if they can make a replicant that can breed that solves that problem because then you could just have them make babies to make more replicants (laughs) i mean it it would kind of be like if you had to build every cow that makes milk and gives steak you know what i mean at some point you're just gonna want to you're gonna want to do it itself yeah yeah it would be harder (laughs) it would be harder to keep the supply chain of milk going without uh if the cows couldn't just breed um yeah and then we've got dude i I forgot that david dosmachian was in this yep i got so excited and then i forgot that he was murdered and Mm -hmm. that was how did you how did you react to that moment because that moment was so fucking brutal it was brutal but like surgical yeah it just i don't know i think it was I think it was worse than it needed to be. I think it was too, more brutal than it needed to be. Um, but I kind of like I no, I didn't like it, it but I kind of liked that it was so brutal because imagining. Made, yeah, it made sense the the thematically, but it, I don't know. I think they could have did a little bit better. <laughs> a little more PG thirteen? Do yeah. you mean? Yeah, they could have toned it just a little bit. It was, didn't need to be that aggressive. Like, excuse me, do not give me one percent of a horror movie feels right now because <laughs> yeah. that's not my jam. <laughs> that's not where I want to go with this. I'm okay with blood and guts. I mean, but you didn't have to go because they I was like like 10, 12 stabs. Like you didn't need to do all that. <laughs> Wait, what was 10 to 12 stabs? Wasn't he wasn't he was the one that was stabbed, wasn't he? Or was he shot? Um, no, he he actually just got 
hit, she backhanded his head and like the blood. Oh, you, you could immediately see that one of his eyes was bloody and he was, like, yes. she basically punched the back of his head so hard that. Done. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, was, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know who I was thinking about then. Who is the stab? I know someone got stabbed. I know. Uh, and then Jared Leto kills the, the, the one he bred by like slitting its throat and then. Or I think he stabbed her stomach or something. Or oh, maybe... yeah, he slit right underneath her stomach. There he... was someone who got stabbed. A lot. I think she stabbed Kay, Ryan Reynolds's character, multiple times in the water. And then she she didn't kill Kay's boss. She did. She she was crushing Kay's boss's hand, uh, hand with the glass. With the glass and then I think she stabbed she, I, her or something not it wasn't as clean as david del Smachin, but it was you know yeah that was emotional i'm gonna tell him you think we can't lie i'm gonna tell him that you tried to shoot me in the head <laughs> and i was like holy shit this is Ag- fucking great again you're got a replicant that's willing to lie mm. like what i mean that that's kind of like the whole point of this movie is like it makes you question like what's human what makes you human what makes you real like that's i mean and he, he does this with a lot of his other movies too but he that's like the big thing about this movie is like what makes you different as a human being to the replicant yeah breeding is like really the last thing on the list i mean even even and i this is funny because they they named her joy named the other chick love funny <sighs> um anadarmus yeah, Anna Diarmas. Yeah. And and her magic ways of changing dresses. Um, her like slouch outfit, which was nice. <laughs> which is a slouch outfit. The, Does that mean the shoulderless ones? The the shoulderless one that like, all right, I'm kicking around the house. This is what I'm gonna wear. Cause then she wanted to go dancing. She put on like two different dresses. Um, she had like our maid outfit when he brought out the the hologram steak and potatoes. <laughs> all right we should we should but, do a deeper dive into the sex scene because that was fascinating super but, weird but before we get into that i wanted to ask you the uh the scene where she's killing the boss reminded me of a different movie have you seen gone girl yes it was it's been a while it's, it was shortly after it came out but i saw it i thought of that because i was like the only character i've ever seen who gave me more chills than uh love in that moment was rosamund pike in gone girl that movie is fucking terrifying for a lot of different reasons for men (laughs) heterosexual (laughs) men who who are like because i mean like any person can be a uh has the capacity, I believe, to be an unintentive kind of douchey partner who can drift apart and then just fucking cheat. And it's like, wow, you're kind of an asshole. But the idea that there that the punishment for being the consequences a, a of doing lazy that. asshole and not doing anything like actually intentionally malicious. Like they had faded apart. The marriage was over. They hadn't actually. TLD, a little sm- slight spoilers for Gone Girl. I'm not going to spoil it more because I would like to actually tackle that one day on this podcast. But 
it's just a guy that should have filed divorce papers a couple a years time, earlier. Yeah, a long time before and this. That's it. And he cheated because as far as they knew, the wedding, the marriage was over. They just weren't. Officially neither one over. was willing to verbalize it. Yeah, all shit. <laughs> all goes, I'll say. It's worse that, from there. That is all I'll say. I remember a friend of mine watched it with his girlfriend at the time, and he was like, I, "Don't don't touch me." <laughs> <laughs> it is not a. I don't even want. I kind of don't even want Taz Brad to come back to review it because I know he'll watch it with his wife, and that's not the vibes I want to put into their <laughs> their marriage, even for a night. <laughs> but anyway, all right. So, so the sex scene with joy and the kind of redhead yeah i'm trying to think of the nice sex worker Mm -hmm. i'm trying to find like the nicest way to put this yeah yeah Yeah. um sex workers work because he because yeah he noticed her so joy was on like a robot thing was on like a in his home kind of only thing he caught batista got a got a bonus for that so he bought a device that allows him to take joy anywhere he goes um it's kind of like a little like a pen almost yeah um, um her name is mariette mariette kind of redhead girl kind of, yeah That's so she noticed um that Kay looked at her and since she is a hologram she cannot provide certain things to the relationship that she might want to bring that as a hologram you can't necessarily do so yeah she invites her over she kind of like holograms herself over her kind of you can still kind of see through um it's fucking fascinating i don't I, the it, only... it was it was interesting and weird like at the same time like yeah it's it's interesting in a sense like like who thinks of something like that and then, but it's like weird at the same time because it's like she's kind of like mirroring joy's mirroring the margaret you said her name was Mariette. Mariette. She's kind of mirroring her moves so it's not perfectly lined up the whole way. And apparently the computer program can like sync to her essentially to a degree. But it's but it's not, yeah, but it's not perfectly synced. Yeah. So if she moved her hand too fast, you don't there's nothing to see and there's no um no nudity in this movie, but it's it's interesting. It's it's an interesting concept for sure. Yeah, the best way I can uh the best example or the best scene I can connect it to is in the movie Deja Vu with, okay. um, okay. Why is my brain like this today? Who's the main guy in Deja Vu? Really? This is a crime that I'm doing. Julianne Moore. And now Denzel Washington. Deja yes. Vu. And Paula Patton is a, uh, it doesn't spoil anything. This might actually get you excited to watch the movie. I would recommend. Um, it's a story about this detective solving a murder and he can see like three days in the past, but it, or something like that, but it's a, like, <laughs> no, I don't want to spoil it that much. <laughs> this is the ending. <laughs> I might jump in and cut that out just to, just to right, not well, spoil if, that. If you cut that out, Okay. Just know it's a good movie. I recommend watching it. 
it's another one of those mental movies yeah. christopher nolan-esque so so the the whole hook to the movie is he's getting a live feed of like three days or a week or two something like that i think it's, I think it's three in days the past and there's a point where he has these remote goggles that are showing him where a vehicle of interest in the case is going. So he has the goggles on while he's driving and it becomes a dual chase sequence where he has to keep up with that car or he loses the clue forever. However, he has to keep watching with the goggles. He doesn't have anyone else in the car to watch with him. And he has to keep switching back and forth so that he doesn't like drive straight into a truck, let's say, and die. Um, it's a super interesting, captivating chase scene that could only happen in that movie. Which is to say, this is a super interesting sex scene that can only <laughs> happen in this movie. Okay, I was wondering where we're tying into that. Yeah, I, I was wondering where the tie-in was. Unless you literally copy and paste the scenario that would lead to this. I'm, I can't imagine ever seeing it in another movie. It's really hard to make something so unique or, you know, come up with a scenario that's so unique. But uh, speaking of unique, mm-hmm. um, Joy, and, and one of the first scenes that we meet her, um, he actually programmed everything to make Joy Joy like her visually because if you look right at the, like right at the beginning there's like different sliders um like her face is number you know 34 mm. her nose is this number her eyes are this number so he physically programmed um joy to make her look like joy and Armas. i didn't catch that but that makes a lot of sense considering that we see another anadarmus joy who's like pink yeah pink skin and purple hair i think yeah, or Blue and pink, yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something like that. Yeah. A giant, a giant one. Yeah, I f- I forgot about that scene where she talks to him. So when we see like a few minutes before that, and just I don't know another way to phrase it. I'm just gonna say it bluntly. Her giant pink ass <laughs> in the wide shot. When I saw that, I was like, "Why are we seeing her giant pink ass? Like, is that just..." just oh, a choice i, I guess, then... <laughs> I, guess I, I guess there was nudity in this movie because um, <laughs> when she turns around she is topless but i mean it's oh yeah it's... and and the uh the replicant that jared leto's character kills was nude yeah I, uh, yeah so i guess there was nudity in this movie but 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 that should say something i mean i think anyone i hope anyone listening to this has heard, uh seen the movie already but that speaks a lot to the movie and its sensibilities about the nudity that like when you said there was no nudity i didn't remember like yeah i didn't i honestly didn't either this doesn't strike me as a movie with nudity because it's i guess handled so tastefully Mm -hmm. and michael bay is not directing it (laughs) if there was i don't i don't think michael bay's ever made a film with nudity but if he did you'd know it so interesting so we're talking about joy and all this mm-hmm. it's it's her relationship with Kay is super is super interesting to me yeah. um because she, and we're on the spoiler side so i can kind of skip skip parts here but she makes decisions that like real human beings might make um, she, tra- she books the sex worker all yeah, on her own all on her own 
um, kind of forces him into it a little bit. Um, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't super. He was. He was surprised. He was surprised and kind of taken back at first. I think he enjoyed it, but I think you know, he it was sprung upon him. It wasn't. I don't think it was one hundred percent consensual at first. <laughs> uh, okay, I got. It. Yeah, it's it's weird to say that. I hope that a surprise three way essentially two and a half, uh, two and a half. En- enhance. <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> Ted Lasso reference, but also true. Um, I hope that it enhanced their relationship, which uh, grows throughout this movie. Um, you can tell that they have a close relationship in the beginning, but like she at the end kind of sacrifice, she makes a decision that ultimately sacrifices herself and she knows that it definitely can. Um, when he pulls her main computer out from the house to the little pen thing um she knows that there's a chance that if that pen or whatever the the device is gets destroyed that she's gone yeah and she even kind of talks him into it like no this is a decision i'm you know i'm I'm okay with this and then at the end um when she finally does get destroyed um and towards the ending fight scenes um her last words to him is i love you which i thought was kind of it was interesting showing how even that relationship between Kay and Joy, you know, what's outside of her being a hologram, there's not much else stopping them from being like a real relationship. Yeah, she uh that was another thing that I thought was and she she so... even cries right before she dies. Like she knows she's getting she's gonna because the I forgot who it was, steps on the thing or is about to step on the thing. And that's when she yeah. cries and says, I love you. Yeah, that was that was another thing that I thought was really beautifully handled uh the example i gave while watching the movie for the uh patreon reaction commentary which i whatever (laughs) oh of me doing it yeah yeah um was there are a thousand ways to set up someone's death and try to make it meaningful but it be really cheap uh and my example was anyone who saw Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. Good movie. Uh, inter- interesting movie. Interesting def- movie. Definitely top 50% of Zack Snyder's movies. I'll definitely it, say it. it was enjoyable. It, it, it was an interesting take on a zombie movie, which I, I thought was good. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. Um, but all of a sudden, like an hour and a half into the movie or something like that, one of the female members of the team randomly turns to Dave Bautista never having said anything flirty ever before in the movie and said, you know, I actually thought we should essentially, you know, we should get a go on a date after this. And then five seconds later, she gets her neck snapped <laughs> and it's like, Oh buddy, you, you tried you, to make us care. Yeah. You just put that an hour earlier and add maybe one or two more moments and then you've earned it. But man, just shove it like i i remember watching it when she started doing that i was like oh is she gonna die yep she died it was it was gruesome but uh that is an example of not earning it to me yeah and this one oh like you could have done it cheaply and be like we need to destroy this and like taken everybody out of the audience and be like why do you need to destroy that dude she died you didn't need to do that but it was so fucking earned because she she gave such a good reason, which was uh, like if 
her backups and her hard drives are left intact, they can find out that he's the child and then put all the pieces together without him and follow him there to find uh, Harrison Ford's character. And rewatching it, I was like, this this must have taken so much time to figure to one come up with the rules to put her life at stake to make her death so meaningful worth it yes and then to execute that so beautifully like you just when she's saying it you're you're like oh okay we're adding a little risk to it and you don't i mean my first time i didn't know that she was gonna die for certain it's it's brought up it's mentioned um because i think Kay even says but then she explains why she why she want to do it again the decision making you know an ai making decisions real life real life or death decisions yeah and <sighs> yeah her her uh it had to be anna de Armas. had to be i'm so happy for her in her career i mean she's, she's done really well yeah, I, I didn't realize it until, and I never saw the movie, but some Eli Roth movie with Keanu Reeves where um, I'd seen the trailer. Two young women come when his wife and child is away and then they, they pressure him into a three-way and then it's a horror movie where they're like, we're going to tell you why. Uh, she was in that, but <laughs> I, I didn't check it out. Uh, but since then, she's been in fucking the three great movies uh blade runner 249 knives out no time to die just uh, i'm so happy for her because mm-hmm. she seems like a and genuinely she, she, nice person who yeah is very talented she, very talented um yeah i mean she's she's done great and the roles that she's been she's taken or been given what however that works out has fit her perfectly I mean, she's take those roles and really excelled with them. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for her. And what, what rate? Like, I think the most surprising one for me was probably no time to die. Cause she was immediately like five seconds into finding her character. I'm like, Oh, she's, she's like a little, uh, uh, a little girl in a candy store. That's such an interesting angle for a, a secret agent. Like, yes, I've been training. How long? Three weeks. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> like, like, but just... but not overdoing it. And and she has her own little quip too. Uh, somewhere in that movie, outside of the three weeks, she's another little quip too, a James Bond esque quip. So. <laughs> I, I even saw an article, I think, from Screen Rant that was like, we already have our new uh, female Bond, and it's not. Uh, know me and it showed yeah. a picture of anadarmus i was like that would be a really interesting take to make a sequel with her as the main character i don't think they're gonna do it but that would be super interesting but mm-hmm. segue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you want to find out your your take on who the next bond should be i think you should listen to our future episode of no time to die and yeah, we're gonna have to probably record a little no no spoilers pre to uh to conform to this new format but uh yeah that yeah. was that was a great if you want so if nice, you want to listen nicely to... done nice plug yeah, yeah subscribe to the podcast subscribe to the podcast and you can hear our thoughts on who the new james bond should be and why 
<laughs> Most of yours, not as much mine. Hey, I, hey. Pre- I appreciate you. You, you. <laughs> you really thought about yours way, th- way thorough than mine. Way oh, more thorough. Since then, I have a whole trilogy plan. Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. Save yep. it. Eat it. I've got <laughs> write, it. Write, write it down. Send it to um, UA. I'm going to make a U- YouTube video. Uh, oh, it's interesting because when you listen to that, I'm like, we need to do either two movies or four movies. I just don't want to do a trilogy. And now I'm like, no, I got a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, what did you think about Harrison Ford's character coming um, in? For the first watch through of this, it, I was like, I was way out in the field. I did not know Harrison Ford was in this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know if he's on the title screen or not, but I didn't look because I didn't even read the description of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, or anything because I just want to kind of go into it as blind as I could yeah so seeing Harrison Ford was like wait why is Harrison Ford in this movie I, I was like expecting like Indiana Jones or something you know to pop out or you know <laughs> just out of left field this is a little uh, behind the scenes for everybody but when we first got on the zoom call before we started recording one of the first things you did was feed your dog cheese Yes, and Harrison Ford's first line is like coming in with a dog asking, "Hey, boy, got some cheese?" <laughs> <laughs> After no, shooting at him, almost really, oh, has almost up. nothing to do with the movie. But, but did he try to blow him up, or was it the Ravager? Oh, Not Ravagers, but or something tripped one of them. Yeah, and set off because he's when Ryan Gosling walks in, he um, notices the tripwire, steps over the tripwire. Yeah. And then it's immediately on guard from there on out. But um, and yeah, then something hits one of the oh, trip yeah. fires. Tries to blow. Now I understand. Because I was thinking of the, they're not Ravagers, but <laughs> that's what I was thinking of the people who tried. Uh... Jared Little Gang. Oh, was that who it was? Like, uh, it's been a couple of weeks. Maybe, they they kind of struck me like the people who tried kidnapping Thor and Thor Ragnarok before Tessa Thompson drunkenly came in and went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i guess they would be a part of jared leto's group because jared leto's group is the one that's trying to find the kid and everything love is running around trying to find trying to connect the pieces so i would assume that they have to be a part of jared leto's gang i know jokers. <laughs> <laughs> just leaving space for that to to respect <laughs> the uh cringy dad joke because i actually have a lot of respect for that um i believe it's Jer- it is definitely jared leto's gang that comes in after k and uh everyone's gonna hate that i'm forgetting harrison ford's na- character name since oh, he's the original D. blade runner but uh, I, DeMar- nope um starts with a d i, I know this one i don't want to look right. it up i'm trying not to look it up anyway keep going all right they come in when Anna Darmus's character dies, but when uh, Kay crashes and is being accosted by everybody, I think those are just people trying to get supply, like random, like kind of ravagers. They're they're scavengers. That's why I kept thinking ravager. They're scavengers, yeah. and I don't think they're related to the main conflict. They're just people who will well kill to get supplies no because love sends in the like spacecraft one she tracks she tracks k um so she's the one that sends like the spacecraft looking one that shoots like projectiles into their like i assume it's like a las vegas hotel i forgot where they went exactly for everybody that's screaming at us that have seen this movie his name is rick deckard 
Um, so he goes by Deckard. So you can stop screaming at us now. Um, but yeah, because she's the one that sends, and she's like controlling it through like glasses or whatever. Yeah, she, I, I I remember now. She did down his vehicle. So I, I need to rewatch it again and see if the people who are approaching him look like they're part of the gang. Because I, I, for some reason, I always got the impression that they're just scavengers. Like, but yeah, you're right. She definitely took down his car. Yeah. Um, what else would you like to talk about before we wrap this up? Um, the first, the first watch through, um, mm-hmm. and this becomes more evident on the second one that Ryan Gosling, like is not the main character of the movie, despite like us following him the whole time. Well, he's tech, I guess he's technically the main character, but he's not the, the, the one. Yeah. The prodigal child and, and, will and, change everything. And uh, Venu, right? Am I pronouncing that right? The director? I believe so. Ooh. Denis Villeneuve. I'm proud of myself. <laughs> it's pronounced Tim- Zorro. <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like Dennis. Just add an N, it's Dennis. <laughs> French Canadian. I know it. I know he's French. Dennis. Dennis. Um, <laughs> But uh, half the I people mean, are yelling at me for forgetting Deckard's name, and half of them are yelling at you for mispronouncing Denis's name. <laughs> I just upset like every French Canadian, and they're and I'm like on a wanted list. I can't go to I can't go to Montreal anymore. I don't think you know the stereotype of Canadian people. <laughs> for, no Canadian people, but French Canadians are the aggressive ones. Okay. Have, you, have you never seen Letterkenny? <laughs> How, I, I've seen I, a couple episodes. My friend oh, that's, Melissa, that's a, who's from good. Canada, loves that. Yeah, it's it's good. It's it's funny. Okay. But uh, yeah, Canada's. Oops, sorry. Oop. Don't. Here's a donut on the hoose. Um. Yeah. How I met your brother. Um. But like the French Canadians are like the aggressive ones. Like <laughs> they're like the United States of. <laughs> Either you've pissed off all French Canadians more, or you've just made them feel very seen. <laughs> which is putting me on a, on a watch list now i cannot enter not enter montreal go canucks right montreal i think i think that's what it is yeah, hopefully I her, hopefully i earn someone back if not my user my um, uh, instagram handle is at movies are dope um you can hate me there <laughs> 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 lies <laughs> but yeah i mean i think i think venue does a really good job of like making you feel like ryan gosling or k is like the one he's like neo he's because most movies focus on you know the star the the, the prodigal child the special one kind of thing luke skywalker like the whole first ones are pretty much the whole series is about skywalker name and you assume whoever you follow is a Skywalker or a Skywalker prodigy or so he's like Neo. Yeah, it's a very interesting because like so you, ma- you believe him to be special and he yeah. has the memories that make him special. Yeah, kind to, of. to a rope in the post you've got in the background, uh, Harry Uh-oh. Potter did the special one, but Neville might be the special one, but he's not. And then this one did Kay's the special one. But actually, it's not Neville, but, you know, it's somebody else. It actually yep. is. And then Matrix is right in the middle where it's like Neo is the one, 
But actually, maybe Mr. Smith is Agent Smith is the one. And we'll never tell you either way, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) But that's interesting. I I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I mean, and so you're led the whole way up until like the last half hour, half the last 20 minutes that he's the special one. And then it's kind of it's revealed to us that it's actually not. It's actually Deckard's daughter, who we meet a little bit earlier in the movie as a memory maker. Um, and she, when she sees that his memory for the first time of the horse, um, which also has the same date as the tree, and we're kind of way crazy on the timeline here. Um, <laughs> but um, it has the same date, and he finds out that there was two replicants born on the same day with the same genes. Um, one of them was supposedly killed off because their genes were bad or died because of, of a gene mishap, which throws them off the pathway to find. So if you were hunting down that path and logically thinking that there's a twin boy and twin, twin boy and girl that the girl dies, that the, the boy would be the special one, which would lead you to find K when K is not really the special one. It's actually the girl who is still alive, which is Deckard's daughter. Is that what happened? Because what the impression it, I got was that in the it. in the records, the impression I got was that um, that that was the cover story. But what happened? What I thought happened was they took a deceased boy's code, quote unquote, and then copied it for a girl to ch- kind of hide. I need but to I rewatch thought, it. I, but, I, but I thought K was the boy. Which is why he had the memories, but why they implanted the memories of the horse and the him burning of the horse, not burning the horse. Because I guess wood is super special. I mean, he was, they were joking he could trade it for a real horse. I got to rewatch it again then. Cause I, I just assumed that she, as an expert memory maker, just started off by using her own memory and put in random replicants. And see, I, I thought it was, I thought it was the other way. I mean, we, I mean, we might be both wrong in, in this one. Maybe we need to rewatch it for a third time. <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, this is, I mean, so many people spent so long debating whether Deckard was a replicant or not. I wouldn't be surprised if these things were meant to be left a little vague so that people could debate. But Which, again, is one of the news things. But anyway, keep going. All right. The last thing I want to ask before we wrap up, one that is left. uh, I don't even know if it's intentional to be uh, misleading or to cause a discussion, but do you believe she is actually immunocompromised Uh, because she, you know, she's a replicant birth and I'm sure there's some wonkiness to her DNA that she's immunocompromised. Or do you think that she was told that so that she would be put somewhere where not a lot of people would visit and they couldn't discover that she was the one. Um, Because at the end, Deckard's death is faked. He could go anywhere, but it would, it would strike me as kind of weird that now he has the whole world at his fingertips and he can't. And then now that he's found his daughter, he can't go anywhere else. It's like he's right back at square one where he's like, well, she's, I can't take her out of this bubble. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm always going to be a 20 mile radius at the spot. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's, it's super interesting to think about either way. 
whether she because she is the first replicant birth um that she would have some gene deficiencies and possibly immunocompromised or other and other things so that's an interesting path to go down or you know the, the alternative path that you provided which yeah that i mean that's super interesting um to lock her up in there so nobody visits her except for like and then it kind of makes her safe too you know you're you're kind of for sure saying yeah you know she's kind of untouchable because i'm sure that glass is you know bulletproof and whatever yeah that is man that is a super interesting thing to think about ah uh, we can we can all talk about it over on the movies or dope instagram or if you want to join the patreon we're in the discord always always um, in the discord probably too much in the discord <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, i meant to say this earlier in the review but hey we got our first patron the uh co-creator of that fancy shirt you got uh granny shifton my, my hair's in the way and everything don't <laughs> Uh, I'll tell Ryan this anyway, but I was going to wait until our Fast and Furious podcast was live so that it could be a surprise that you were his co- the co-host of it if you hadn't told him already. And I then I was, I was going to invite him to the Discord anyway. <laughs> but I was like, I, dude, when, when I saw it, I was like, dude, you didn't need to do that. I could join. He's like, nah, it's it's been... So I feel like he still would have gone the $2 route, but... Um, I, I had, I, I didn't tell him that I was doing it or I didn't tell him that I was going to be a co-host or anything like that, but I kind of poked it at him a little bit being like, because on one of the episodes when they were filming, I was in their YouTube chat and they, I think they'd mentioned you or mentioned movies are dope and the logos that they made for you. Mm-hmm. And I was trying uh-huh. to poke like a, a, a mad versus GS war movies are dope versus <laughs> Grand Shifting war, just to kind of like poke at it. Yeah. But uh, no, I never explicitly said or even kind of hinted at the fact that I would do one. And he said that too uh, in the Discord saying, you know, he didn't know, but, you know, yeah, he's he glad told, I joined your side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he told me. Uh, not going to lie. Part of me, what, if all these podcasts go well, part of me wants to go to him and be like, yeah, so uh, how much, what if uh, Mad Media acquired Riot Media? for like <laughs> 20 bucks and a case a, of beer a, a thousand bucks and you keep all your revenue that you currently have but you start monetizing your podcasts with ads <laughs> <laughs> which he's held off of i was like you keep all your you by squarespace how, how would that feel how would the, how would you yeah. feel about that because he's really? a great artist and i'd love to work with him on thumbnails and stuff but anyway yeah, right nice guy super super nice guy um i'd be remiss if i didn't shout out uh spicy jay also yeah. also a cool guy he jay seems like the kind of guy that you'd want to hang out and have a couple of beers with no so yeah they both seem like that hell i actually i forgot i was at ryan's house uh yeah because how long uh, ago yeah like a year ago less no, than a year ago 10 years ago probably six feels like feels like 10 years but it's probably only been like yeah. six months yeah time doesn't mean anything anymore yeah when you <laughs> did an how... episode of granny shifton yeah that was fun um yeah any yeah. final thoughts for this uh um 
I'm, masterpiece. I'd be, in, I'd be interested. I'd be interested. Sorry, in doing more movies by the same director. Mm. Um, Dune. You know, maybe in the near future, because um, I think that'd be an interesting one. But I like his style. I like his thoughtful style. I. He likes his close-ups a little bit too much. Um, even in Dune, he's mm. very very close-up centric. He That's... wants you to. He wants you to feel very connected with characters, and he does that through like they are the main point of the shot and to the point where they kind of like blurs out the stuff in the background too, um, you know, just so you focus on the character. That's he, go ahead. Sorry. That's a very interesting that you say that he likes close-ups too much. Cause when I close my eyes and think of Blade Runner 2049, all I think actually in the background, there's like a Blade Runner inspired Kingsman uh, thing. All I remember or all I think about are like the wide wides of just expanses with like a teeny tiny Ryan Gosling walking yes, around. But then so that's interesting. Ryan Gosling starts talking and it's super close up. Yeah. Um, even even Anna de Armas when they show her super close up and to the point where they kind of, like I said, kind of blur out a little bit in the background just to make you focus on the characters. He did that in this movie. He did it in Dune. Um, he does an enemy. I think it does it to like try and really make you connect with the characters. Um, but I mean, all the shots that I can think of in this movie are like super close up of characters. Or if it's two characters, it's a wide shot. And as soon as one of them starts talking, most of the time he kind of snaps to them. I like I the, do. The, like Harrison Ford in and um, K in the like the nightclub area of his casino, yeah. and it's like wide shot. And then one of them starts talking and snaps to, you know, Deckard or snaps to K. You know what this, I, I'm definitely going to be paying attention to that the next time I watch it. But Dune, you know what, you know what Dune, that description reminds me of? What's that? Is the musical version, the Hugh Jackman version of Les Miserables, but not shit. <laughs> <laughs> and as far as us doing Dune, I would love, uh, and we can talk about it more if you would like to do it sooner. But I would love to wait for Dune Part 2 and then do a review of both as one movie. You, you know, Dune Part 2 is like 2023, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because <Just> <laughs> I know. Throw, throwing this out there. Because, <laughs> I mean, I'm flexible about doing it, doing Part 1 earlier. But for me, it truly is like, what a masterpiece and i would love to see the second half okay (laughs) without getting into spoilers or anything crazy with dune um think about all your shots of dune super close up on like especially towards the end of the movie Uh, well in the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie i think you're like you're meeting the characters boom close up of the kid boom close up of um what's his name from star wars boom close up of the guy reading the script for giving them atreides Boom, um, the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie when they meet the the people. I'm drawing a blank on the people's names, but like it meets everybody's super close up, even when the leader is talking for the guys before he does the battle. Boom, you know, all these little things. I'm going to I'm going to try to watch it again on HBO Max and record my reaction for the Patreon and then pay attention to that. Pay, pay attention to how many close ups and and when they do close ups, how much of the background kind of gets you know, faded out per se, yeah. blurred out a little bit to yeah. make you focus on that character. All right. That's something I've noticed in, in his movies that are super interesting. But yeah, 
I'll keep uh, I'll keep attention to that next time I either watch Blade Runner twenty four or nine or Dune or any of the others. But uh, that's he, not he something likes, I ever. I he ever likes the wide shots, on. like the super yeah. super wide shots. But as soon as like there's character development or character talking, he likes to snap to them and make you feel one on one with that character. Hmm. Something I've noticed. So. All right. All right. Well. That was uh that was our review of twenty forty nine, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Uh Brad, what's your Instagram? At Brad F nine one two. Hey, you said it was movies or dope earlier when you oh, were yes, fighting yes. shit. If, <laughs> that's, but that's only that's only if you want to fight me on Canada. <laughs> if you want to fight me on Canada, it's movies or dope. If you want to send me nice friendly messages with flowers and uh that's at Brad F nine one two bastard <laughs> no. uh cool beans so i don't know I'll, I'll make a post over on instagram so anyone can talk about it if they want to um but if you yeah like i said if you want to join the discussion for a deeper more personal one join the patreon it's even just as low as a dollar but that'll give you discord access and all kinds of kinds of goodies um see you next time Movies are dope. <laughs> Movies are dope. And this this movie is mushroom. Maybe Shroom. that's how I'll <laughs> maybe that's how these will end. This movie is mushroom. And I'm gonna make it end like that because I'm gonna hit stop recording. This movie is mushroom. Anything you want to say before we cut? Nope. Mushroom. Mushroom.